0: Friday, February 23rd. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, I want to take you to three stories out of different media outlets. They all deal with a transgender story. The first story deals with a Reverend Rose Beeson. Rose recently officially became Peter. The transgender pastor of St. Matthew's Trinity Church put on a symbolic cap, and now the female has become a male, Rose has become Peter.
1: And they had a ceremony, a worship service, to, quote, celebrate their pastor who came out of the gender closet and said, even though I'm a biological female, I must be honest to myself and be a male. And I want to set an example for the rest of my flock. And so the flock has entered into the blasphemy of a worship service that has been hijacked for the purpose of extolling man's rebellion against God who made us male and female. Now, it should not surprise us. There is nothing more virulently in opposition to biblical Christianity than liberal theology within professing Christianity or in the mainline denominations. So here is a church that said no to the biblical direction. The church is to be led by qualified men ordained to the office of elder and deacon within the church. And they've said no to that, and they said, we are going to ordain women to do that instead of a complementarian of male and female leadership together with male leadership taking its responsibility in the ordained offices and women coming alongside of that leadership, just like you do in a home with a husband and wife and a father and mother, that the church would reflect that complementarian relationship. They have said, no, what we're going to do is usurp it, and we will now say that women can take the place of men. Male and female is just interchangeable. And it doesn't matter if you're male or female, whatever a male does, a female can do. Well, we know physiologically that's not right, biologically that's not right, emotionally and psychologically that's not right, but we believe that lie, and they believe that lie, and they went ahead and began to ordain women to the office of minister of the word. Well, all of a sudden, we find out that they don't really believe in egalitarian because the person they ordained as a woman has decided, well, I'm not really a woman. Why do you even need to say, I'm not really a woman, I'm really a man? Because your previous position was it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, you're interchangeable. But now all of a sudden it does matter. Tom, what is ludicrous is these are intelligent people who are making these decisions, which again reinforces rebellion against God in sin is never sensible. It's always irrational, and some of the smartest people can be the most irrational of of all as this congregation got together to celebrate this.
0: Harry, you talked about the fact that this is a blasphemous worship service. What is even more shocking is the scripture verse they used in this celebration is out of Galatians 3. As many of you were baptized into Christ, having clothed yourself with Christ, there is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male or female, for all of you are one in Jesus Christ.
1: So the glorious truth that this passage is affirming that the gospel goes to anybody, no matter what ethnic background, no matter if you're male or female, rich or poor, that glorious truth is now being translated into, there's actually no difference between any of those. Interestingly, the same congregation, I'm sure, is saying, let's celebrate Black History Month. Well, why would you celebrate Black History Month if there is no distinction between the ethnicities. What they're doing is, with blasphemy, misusing a passage of Scripture that celebrates the free movement of the gospel to all ethnicities and all genders, and that every person who comes to Christ has forgiveness of sins no matter what your ethnicity or your gender, what that glorious truth is now being translated into, well, there is no difference. But again, if there is no difference, if that's what you're saying that text means, then why are you celebrating and why are you making a big deal out of no longer female, but now you're going to be male? This is simply an act of rebellion against the Lord. And then we put it into a worship service, blaspheme worship, and then the church now positions itself. This church has no... Hope to minister in the culture with the cultural elite promotion of gender dysphoria. They cannot minister to it. In fact, they become part of the problem that leads to this gender mutilation of people whereby now the suicide rate is exponentially going through the roof.
0: Here, let me take you to a second story out of Cincinnati, Ohio, where a juvenile court judge removed a girl from a parent's custody and turned her over to her grandparents, who support the 17-year-old's desire to identify as a boy. What's interesting about this story is while the grandparents think that this biologically female girl ought to be able to medically transition into a boy, The parents said, no, we think she needs Christian counseling.
1: And so now the state steps in and takes the child from the parents and gives them to the grandparents, not because the grandparents have a better ability, but because the state has decided that the parents do not have the right to take their child through the adolescent issue of gender dysphoria through Christian counseling. So we're not going to allow you to bring Christian counseling into the life of your child. So now you have a First Amendment violation. We are now going to take your child from you in order to facilitate the chemical and physical mutilation of this child's body in her adolescent years. It has implications, and the implications (laughs) will be higher heart disease, higher kidney disease, higher liver disease, and a higher suicide rate. The state has now, with fascist power, has intervened into a family. Harry,
0: the third story comes out of Swamp Scott, Massachusetts, where a elementary school principal, a man named Tom Daniels, 52 years old, he's married, he has three children of his own, he decided he was going to become Shannon and begin to wear women's clothing in front of the elementary school students.
1: I think any parent who continues to send their child to this situation is abusing their children. I would never allow my child to have to be confronted in their elementary years with the irrationality of a man claiming I am both male and female, but I choose to identify as a female, so in front of these impressionable children, on their way to puberty and adolescence, I am now going to dress as a woman and walk as a woman and talk as a woman to whatever ability he is able to pull that off. And we're going to expect these kids to do that. And then what we're going to say is, isn't it wonderful? And I quote from the article, isn't it wonderful that he can live with integrity? No, he is not living with integrity. He is living a lie. Go do a test on his body. Can I tell you what he's going to be? He is going to be a man. That's what he is. Just go test the body. Even if he physically mutilates himself to look like a woman with surgery, he is a man. And also, he is living a lie in front of these children. This is not authentic. You're not something inside that your body is not. You may be affected by the disparities of the culture in all of its implications and our sin nature that says to God, I will not be what you make me, but you are what you are when you are born. That's what you are. The lie is not what he has been living as a man. The lie is what he is now living, declaring himself to be a woman in front of impressionable children who cannot have the emotional and mental and psychological mechanisms to process something like this.
0: Let me take you back to the Cincinnati, Ohio article. What do Christian parents do when a situation like this happens and the state comes and takes their child from them and basically forcibly says, we will administer transgender therapy?
1: Well, first of all, I would go to the legal means. And then secondly, I would attempt to maintain the control of my children. I don't know what I'd have to do, but I would attempt to do it. And then the third thing is, is I would find appropriate people who can rightly represent me. Dare I say, they do not pay me and I am not on their board, but the Alliance of Defending Freedom, they'd have a phone call from me tomorrow. Finally, I'd get my church together to pray with me. I would say to the pastor of that church, you need to step in and provide leadership in the life of this family because they are really being isolated in the irrationality of our cultural devolution and our cultural death spiral.
0: Mary, thank you for your thoughts for today and this week. As we close out, let me remind our listeners to download the Briarwood app. It's yours free of charge. With this app, you'll have access to audio, video, and written resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. Go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. Have a great weekend. Be sure and be with God's people in the worship of our Heavenly Father on Sunday. Then stop by again on Monday for a conversation and a biblical worldview application as we put the issues of today in perspective.